Okay, everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Success to Go podcast. I am your fearless host, Christopher Tompkins. Uh, we come to you um, on demand whenever you need a little bit of support, some leadership, some guidance, um, and all of the rest of that jazz. Um, I'm really excited about today's show. I have a wonderful guest. We'll get to that in one second. Um, if you are new to the Success to Go podcast, let me tell you a little bit about it takes me two seconds here, okay? Um, pretty much, I have met with some wonderful people during my 20-plus um, years in business, and uh, every single person that I've met has given me just one little piece of information that has really helped me take me to the next level in terms of my own business, which is an online marketing agency, the Go Agency, uh, but and many other aspects of my personal development as well. So one day I was thinking, hey, I bet you could use the same sort of support and guidance um, on the regular. <laughs> so uh, what I wanted to do is create the success to go podcast for you. So what I've done is I've developed 10 questions that I tend to ask a lot of people that I meet and I am posing it to many different business owners, workers, marketing directors, charitable organizations across the board people that I am just inspired by the path that they've taken on their life and what they've really done. So their insights, while what you'll see is from listening to the episodes in the past, many of our uh, many of our experts have very similar insights. So listen to our past podcasts. They're on demand everywhere where podcasts are. I'm not going to list them. Just you can, Google podcasts. You can you know where you can find them. Um, so. Uh, I want you to take a listen to some of those because we have some great guests in the past and uh, they have some wonderful insight that really will help everybody get things and take it to the next level. So what I want to do is without further ado, I want to bring on our um, guest for today, who is Eric Rosenberg. Eric, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. Okay. It's great having you, Eric. I just want to do just a real quick introduction to um, so everyone learns a little bit more about Eric. Um, Eric is a finance, travel, and technology writer in Ventura, California. So he's a former bank manager in corporate finance and accounting professional who left his day job in 2016 to take his online side hustle full time. I hear you. Uh, he has in-depth experience writing about banking, credit cards, investing, and other financial topics, and is an avid travel hacker. When away from the keyboard, Eric said, um, enjoys exploring the world, flying small airplanes, which I'm totally jealous of, um, discovering new craft beers, and spending time with his wife and little girls. Um, if you want to um, learn more about Eric, I'm going to drop this website a few times throughout the podcast, guys, but, you know, just write it down. I mean, hell, this is on demand. You know, pause it and go, go visit, okay? I I'm not going to kill you. Go visit. Um, uh, his web links are ericrosenberg.com, which is E-R-I-C-R-O-S-E-N-B-E-R-G.com and personalprofability.com. So Eric, thank you so much for joining us. It's a, I, I, it's a, it's a pretty Im impressive bio that you got there. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, uh, it, it was funny when I quit my job, all of a sudden a lot of people noticed me and everything I was doing. And I said, well, you know, just eight years of hard work, and you can be an overnight success, too. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> people will say, especially if you're younger, um, I find that a lot of people were like, oh, wow. So so this just happened, like, just this year, right? No, no I've kind of been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, it, that's one of the biggest business tips I have for anybody is stick with it. You know, it, it's okay to drop projects and things you're working on that aren't working, mm -hmm. but if you – don't give it a chance to succeed. You know, nothing will work. So that, that's how that's how I landed where I am today, which is really awesome. And that's why I really wanted to speak with you today because I thought that it would be 
I, I find uh, journeys like yours very inspiring for people that are, you know, just starting out or are just looking to go for that second act somehow. And you know what? And the best part is that people can have that second act in their 30s. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be you're, oh, you know, uh, my kids are out of, my kids are in college now. I'm an empty nester. Now it's time for me to do, to look into that second act. I think now you can do it as young as 30 and really reinvent where you want to go and follow your passion. So I love people like this. I love your story where you went from, you know, the corporate situation to your passionate area. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your answer to some of these questions because uh, I think they're going to be really insightful to a lot of our listeners out there. That sounds great. Yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been quite a journey, and I'm excited to share everything I've learned along the way. All right, well, let's just kick it off, man. Okay, do you, so, okay, this is a standard one. Do you have a morning routine? Like how do you start off your day to try to create success? Yeah, so it's changed a bit over time. I have two young daughters now. I have a two-year-old and a three-month-old. Oh, my God, so these okay. These days, my morning usually starts when my two-year-old pokes me. <laughs> she gets up and walks into my room. But it's been around It's been around 6.30 a.m. lately. So oh, my gosh, Thankfully, okay. it's later than it used to be when yeah. it was in the, the 5 o'clock hour. But uh, <laughs> usually in the morning, once I've finished the kids' stuff, because uh, I work at home, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm around the family all day, and it's something that I, anyone who works at home full-time has to learn how to juggle and balance, especially if they have you know, a family around at the same time. You know, the dogs always want my attention, too. Of course. But, uh, yeah, so I, <laughs> when I dive in and finally get on the computer in the morning, um, I've, already, I've already usually uh, checked at a high level my email in the morning. Mm-hmm. I, I grab my phone when I'm on the way out of the room chasing my two-year-old. Uh, so I, I pull up my phone. I make sure you know, anything urgent I would want to deal with right away you know being on the west coast at you know 7 a.m here it's already been a couple hours into the workday on the east coast so there could be something important that might have come up from a client but otherwise you know that i'll jump on the computer um usually between seven and eight ish so i'm, I'm an earlier starter you know, mm-hmm. partially because of the kids of course and uh, yeah so i try to not deal with email right away when right. i get on the computer i know that's mm-hmm. a, a common place people go is just open up the inbox And, Mm -hmm. you know, my inbox definitely gets full like many others, but I find if I can dive in and get something done that's productive, you know, a goal for the day first, it's a much better way to start my day. And another key Mm -hmm. um, that's been helping me a lot lately, actually, today was day 30 of handwritten to-do lists. So that has been a, a helpful newer addition to what I do. So I actually have a little notebook next to my desk and, uh, each day I'll write the date and you know three or four top things I want to do. I actually number one, two, and three because I want to make mm-hmm. sure I get those done every day. And if I don't get everything done past number three, it's okay. It's roll over to tomorrow. <laughs> I, I see. I like that because um, I, I, I really do feel like it helps you focus on um, prioritizing your work. Because uh, oh, yeah. you know, because there's a, a lot of people are in. I mean, come on, you know this as well as I do are built for the crash and burn mentality. It's kind of like in January when you go to the gym and there's um, not a tre- you have to wait a half an hour for a treadmill and then you go second week in January and you don't have to wait anymore. <laughs> it's everybody tries to do everything all at once. So I think having that one, two, three, and then any, I like that you said anything past that three, it doesn't matter. You just got to get those first three things done. Um, I think that's a really good piece of advice. 
I found prioritization has been a huge factor in my success. And I'm, I'm one of those people that I can get very distracted and inspired very easily. Gotcha. I, mm-hmm. I trip over and come up with new business ideas, and mm-hmm. I probably start way too many of them. Gotcha. But you know, focusing <laughs> on the things that are working has been so fundamentally important. And if we want to get into an 80-20 rule, actually totally changed my business. Mm. But, you know, it's when I when I started my blog, and you know, there weren't that many personal finance bloggers yet back right. in October 2008. I'm almost mm-hmm. at 10 years. Uh, but you know, what I thought as I was moving along my journey, I thought I'd be more like a, a Pat Flynn type, you know, having that big blog with tons and tons of people coming to visit. Right, and right. Um, that would be the core of my business. But I found that the freelance side, which wasn't something I even intended when I started blogging and writing online, mm-hmm. was what was really working. So mm. by focusing on what was working and repeating, I got to leave my job and build up my income so much faster than if I had been you're just stuck on that one thing that I wanted to work. So it's not always what you want to work that is what does work. So if you focus mm-hmm. on what does work, and, and you build up the income, the business around that, then you'll have the time to work on the things you want to work without having to, you know, in my case, go to a day job and work on what my boss wants me to work on instead. Oh, absolutely. And it's something else you said earlier that I just, I think I, I've always, I've always been curious about it. Um, as an, I'm an East coast person. So, uh, you know, we work, we, we collaborate with a lot of different people and we work with a lot of people and clients in, uh, on the West coast. And you said, you know, you wake up in the morning and do you feel three hours behind for those clients that have already been in the office for the East coast? Well, I grew up in Denver, so I was always a couple hours behind the East coast. Okay. So you're used to it. Mm -hmm. So so it's been kind of natural for me coming from a finance background, even back in college and uh, in grad school, I have an MBA in finance as well. Right. Right. I'd wake up and the stock markets were already trading. So that, that was always Mm. early in my career. The, the start of the real day was when the stock market turned on. And, and I'm not an active investor or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I was new when I woke up. You know, I could pull up the news and already see what the Dow or the S&P was doing. So just being right. used to that, I don't feel a ton of pressure mm-hmm. from, from those East Coast folks. So I was actually just out in Atlanta for a, a whirlwind uh, 24-hour trip to meet with a new client. And okay. the time zone definitely got to me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's very difficult from going going from west to east. I find um, I I, uh, I spent many years. I basically most of my um, a lot of my I don't say most of mine, but a lot of my professional experience. I lived in England. Um, I worked in London professionally in marketing, and um, just going back and forth was horrible. <laughs> it was such a shock to your system. Um, I'm jealous. I tried to move to England a couple times, but. Not surprisingly, they don't want a ton of people with MBAs to come move in and, and take jobs. So oh, the few times I tried, yes. it never worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, really challenging. Um, uh, but uh, so, okay, let's go on to another question for you. Um, what business tool, any business tool out there at all, at all however, you, uh, however you understand this question, um, can't you live without? What business tool can't you live without on a day-to-day basis? I know I just said that I try to avoid my email first thing in the morning, but right. that's also the thing I probably couldn't live without. And gotcha. that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the nature of what I do, um, you know, being a blogger with, you know, as a freelance writer, I have 
you know, any, any month, somewhere between half a dozen and a dozen clients I might be working with mm -hmm. and to keep the communication open and know what I need to be working on. Email is the core of, of where everything goes through in communication uh, in any kind of business is so, so important. So whatever works for you in your business, you know, focus on that and make that a priority and make it work for you. And for me, email has been, you know, it's a thorn in the side at the same time as it's something I really need and love right. and enjoy. Yeah. So I've you know, found a lot of different tools, um, smaller tools to help me manage that better. Mm -hmm. uh, one that I could share that I've just added recently to my uh, regular uh, daily routine is a, an app called Kiwi for Gmail, which was, it was $5. So there's a free version as well. Mm -hmm. And that lets me take my Gmail out of the browser window and use it kind of like a native app on the desktop, oh, which I mean, nice. it looks just mm -hmm. like a, a Gmail browser tab, except mm -hmm. it's in its own window and there's some extra features in there. So that lets me flip back and forth a lot quicker mm. than I used to when it was in the browser. And also having it out of the browser, there's not a tab there distracting me all the time when I'm working online. <laughs> it's, it's somewhere else on the computer. So I, I try to separate it from when I'm working on projects, but then when I need it, it's there very quickly. Excellent. You know, just, just to kind of um, help everyone out there understand a little bit more about what you do in your business, what kind of projects do you work on on a regular basis with your clients? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So the number one most common thing is articles on various personal finance, business, and entrepreneurship topics. So typically they're, um, you know, if you're Google uh, if you Google search, uh, maybe credit card reviews, something like that, yeah. that's mm -hmm. a place I've written a lot. So you might find stuff that I've written. Uh, you might find you know, stuff on credit scores, bank accounts, you know, having that bank uh, and investment experience in my past. I read a lot about that. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, writing for a, a mix of, um, I'd say, mid-sized websites um, to very big corporate clients, you know, companies a lot of you would have definitely heard of. I've some, usually it has my name on it. Sometimes it doesn't. But I'm trying to help uh, all of my clients. Uh, it, the core of it is to try to inform and educate their readers and their mm -hmm. target customers to come in and find the site. And if everything goes well, then they might sign up for that service that that company offers. Okay, excellent. And, and, and folks, if you want to if you want to learn more about Eric Rosenberg, please visit him online, ericrosenberg.com. Okay, so again, I got another one for you. Uh, let's talk about you know work life balance. You know, obviously, with pets and, ch and small children and business and lots of clients. I mean, I mean, how the hell are you doing this, Eric? It is. Uh, I don't watch TV a lot. That, that's that's actually <laughs> I, that's a big secret to success. I think most people don't uh, give enough credit to it. It's easy to pick on cable as a personal finance blogger because yeah. it costs a lot of money. But I really genuinely feel cutting cable was one of the best decisions I ever made for my business, not mm. just my bank account. I cut cable back in 2011. Okay. Then I was, I'd say, mid-20s. Um, I didn't know my wife yet, no kids yet, no pets yet. I was living in a small apartment. I remember the night I had uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was on, on whatever channel I had on, on Comcast. And I called up and I said, I'm done, cancel my cable. And 10 minutes later, the movie turned off, and I opened up my laptop, and I started writing a blog post. Huh. And in the years since I cut cable, I've saved over $5,000 that oh. I would have given to the cable companies at that $70 a month I was paying then, mm. which $5,000, that's enough for 
I mean, I could spend a month in Europe on that or more probably. So Absolutely. that's a serious chunk of change. Mm -hmm. And all that time, you know, the average uh, American watches something like five hours of TV every day. Mm -hmm. So when people say they're too busy to do something or start a business, I say, really look at where your time goes mm -hmm. and you know, your where you spend your time and your money, whether or not you're willing to admit it, those are your priorities. And if that doesn't align with what you want your priorities to be, make a change. So that's what I did. I cut that cable and I still watch Netflix. I'll watch you know, a movie or a TV show once mm -hmm. in a while before bed. But uh, when I started coming home from work back when I cut cable, rather than zoning out in front of the TV, I'd open up my laptop and I'd get to work. Mm -hmm. Or even better, sometimes I would go out and be social with real live human beings. <laughs> what an idea, Eric. You're shocking yeah. me here. <laughs> so it, it improved my social life. It improved my social skills just because I was out with people more. You know, like anything else in life, practice makes you better. Mm -hmm. So I you know, made a lot more friends and was, was just a happier person and, mm -hmm. and enjoyed some happy hours as well. <laughs> <laughs> And my business really started to grow and take off then. That was around the time I went from being able to buy a beer from what I made on mine every month to being able to pay you know, all of my bar tabs, which in my mid-20s was saying something. Yeah. And then eventually my mortgages and, or, and my rent, you know, more expensive things. So mm -hmm. it, it all starts somewhere. It all starts with that first dollar. But if you're not willing to prioritize and make time for your business, which – yeah, it can be a juggle, especially if you yeah. have kids. I mean, I have a three-month-old. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> they they mm -hmm. need a lot of attention. But if you want to do it, you just have to make time and find where your time in your life is wasted. You know, never waste time. Never kill time. Use every minute intentionally because that's the, the one resource we can't get more of is time. I completely agree with you. And this is something that I've started doing, and this sounds – it's. <laughs> Some of my friends are a little uh, get a little uh, upset with me, but what I do is when I do not say I don't have time, I say I have other priorities <laughs> because yeah. I do have that's, time. That's it. I totally have time. That's legit. I, I, I yeah. have time, but you know, guess what? Today, I worked my ass off. I had um, uh, three two-hour consultations. I do not want to go and have drinks tonight. I want to go home and zone out. Uh, um, so – I think that um, if you're starting your own business, and, I, and I, it gets me so upset when people are like, yeah, I really want to get started. Like, because we'll, I'll do cons consultations um, with um, people that are just starting out, and they're like, oh, I don't know if I have enough time to do this. And I'm like, well, what the hell are you doing with the rest of your time? Can you give me your schedule? And it's empty. A lot of people don't even know. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. And it's like, That's well, I get up at 9. Okay, number one, fail. And then um, I have my coffee for like an hour and uh, watch the morning news. Okay, fail. And then I'll go and work out for two hours. Okay, okay. do you just not want to work? I mean, because that's cool. <laughs> but that's, like, You're already at lunchtime and you've done nothing productive at that point. <laughs> I know. Like, give me a break, people. Do you have to rub a lamp for success? No, you got to work at it. You know, there's overnight successes. But I think time management is really key. So that's a good point. Now, what do you do? You have um, do you have like keys to success that you kind of uh, or like pillars of success that you really look to for your own um, business and development? I've never, you know, I've never really thought of it like that as a as a keys and pillars to success. I mm -hmm. think of it 
And my biggest, one of my biggest focuses that I like to use is systems, the things that I yeah. can mm-hmm. spend, invest time or sometimes money up front mm-hmm. that will save me a ton of time or money later on. And right. you know, time is, again, one of those keys there. So, you know, there's different tools that might help me manage my social media. You know, as a blogger, social media is, is important, whether whether we like it or not. Anyone who's online has to deal with that. So you know, I invest in the tools there that allow me to save a lot of time on that. I, I invested in a virtual assistant, a VA. Uh, she's located in Phoenix who helps me take care of a lot of the ancillary tasks around my business that would suck a lot of my time away so I can focus on those most profitable activities. Yes. So it's, it's about focus. I'd say that if I were going to call anything a pillar, it's prioritization and focus, uh, getting getting work done in those places you need to get work done. Again, even if it's not what I want to work on, you know, maybe I want to write a really fun article about, you know, how to travel on a budget to some far-flung destination that sounds really fun but my client wants me to write about another credit card review which you know my wife sometimes laughs she's like oh another credit card review (laughs) like yeah but that pays the bills and it lets me you know work and and live a lifestyle that i've intentionally built and i and i love i I couldn't imagine at this point going back to a cubicle but i did that for 10 years i get it i've been there Mm-hmm. So just finding what works in my business to let me have that lifestyle I want has been uh, that's that that's been my goal. Whatever allows me to live that lifestyle and earn the income I'm I'm hoping for, and uh, because with focus and with uh, persistence, it has come together. I love the term that you uh, that you said that you the, the the statement that you said that you you're living the life that you intentionally built, and I think that. For many people, and we're going to move on to questions about success. I mean, it's the success to go podcast, right? Um, but uh, I, I feel like that is kind of the true meaning of success for many of us out there that are doing it on our own. Um, you know, it's funny because I've I've gone from working at agencies where you know we didn't necessarily have cubicles, but you know it's an office. You had to be in at this time and out at that time, and it, you know I've started my own agency where I'm kind of heading that up. But the difference is that I can I can I can build the culture that I want as well, and I can give the people the support. Because I mean, who hasn't had a job? I mean, I've had many jobs. Nothing, no hate to my ex employers, but I've had many jobs where uh, I walked into the company and it was broken, and everyone hated each other, and it was really really challenging. And the boss gave no support or feedback, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, you know what? All those bad experiences, when I get my own agency, I when I build my own agency, I'm never going to be like that. And it's nice to be able to do that and getting out of that and intentionally building your own your own future and your own reality is so important. Um, one thing that you mentioned before that I just kind of would just like – I think a lot of people out there could, I think, utilize incorrectly – um, which are virtual assistants because I think they're very valuable. But I think what happens to some companies are they uh, – or some entrepreneurs, let's say, because never a company. It's always someone starting out. It, these are the people that – I have a business. Okay, I need um, a billboard. I need business cards. I need an office with the most expensive furniture. I don't have clients yet, um, but I still need that furniture. <laughs> I need uh, this really expensive suit, and I need four assistants, and I'm going I'm to get three virtual assistants and blah, blah, blah. I think we should replace the word need with want, want for all of those for someone starting out. I know, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, how many people have you seen 
over in your in your experience blow their entire wad of cash when they're starting out on things that they did not need but they wanted how many times have you seen that far too many i couldn't think of the number but far too many there's one one thing that has helped me get to this level of success which i do think might have slowed down my uh, my journey i mentioned it was eight years from when i started blogging so i left my job mm-hmm. if i could go back i'd probably be able to do it a lot quicker now knowing what i know right. although the job i do didn't really exist the way it does when i started blogging so there's there's kind of a chicken and an egg thing there as well. right uh, but yeah, going back, I've been very conservative with how I spend my money on the business. In the beginning, I actually I started as a at blogspot.com because it was free. Right. So, you know, once I make enough money, once I make ten dollars, then I'll buy my domain name. You know, I, I should have invested the ten dollars. That wasn't that much money. Uh, I should have invested. It cost about fifty or sixty dollars a year to get your own you know dot com domain name and your own hosting which if you have any business of any sort, I 100% believe that's a necessity. It doesn't matter if you're a solo online worker or you have a brick and mortar restaurant or retail store. At this point, if you don't have a website, you might as well not exist. So I should have put that money in right up front uh, that I was more hesitant to. But along the way, I always said I won't put money into the business from my own pocket unless the business can earn it itself, which – Having started as a side hustle, that was totally fine by me. And even though it, it might have taken a little longer, um, I had a full-time job the whole time. You know, I was working in corporate finance, so it's not like I was poorly paid. Mm-hmm. I had a job I generally enjoyed. Um, right. As you mentioned, you know, there's some companies that are better than others. <laughs> so I had <laughs> some bosses and some employers that I very much enjoyed and some that I was very happy to not be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, more that I enjoyed. But, you know, again, at the back of my mind, I knew there was this lifestyle out there that a lot of people thought was a pipe dream. And I never, when I started the blog, I never thought I was ever really going to leave my job and become a full-time blogger. Right. Who does that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, along the way, it, it, um, the stars aligned, and that's what happened. But it, it, you have to invest in your business, but you have to invest thoughtfully. You know, it's easy to waste a lot of money on your business. You know, there's so many tools and um, courses and all sorts of things out there that are are great to spend money on if you want to learn more or, or boost uh, what you're doing. But if you're you can't get ahead of yourself, you know you have to start with finding a client who's willing to pay you for whatever product or service you offer. And if you're spending a whole lot of money on anything other than that in the beginning, you're probably misguided. Absolutely, and and this is one of the pieces of advice that I always share with uh, with new uh, entrepreneurs that are trying to start their own business Tr- figure out how much how much money you're spending in bills and how much money you need each month create a service around that and all you have to do is sell one of them and you're totally taken care of and then build your business off the back of that separate it out do it in different service packages or whatever um, but uh, that's kind of how I got started with the go agency you know 10 years ago and um, it was the best thing ever because as soon as I got my first client I could. I didn't have to worry about bills. I had to worry about delivering and keeping that client and growing my network. So, it's a. I think a lot of people are all show and no go from the get go. Uh, and I think if uh, you have to worry about, I think what you're actually giving the client and what you're actually working on and your products and your production and your results, as opposed to how good you look. But I definitely think if you don't have a website, you have no pulse to me. 
so it's definitely important um, to have that piece in place. Okay, well, let's talk about success again. Okay, what do you what what makes you feel the most successful? What makes you feel successful? That I don't have to wake up with an alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was a huge one for me. The the day I uh, left my job, it was a Friday uh, in in April 2016, and that next Monday, I didn't set an alarm clock. I just woke up when I woke up, and I started working. And that was that was a, a huge thing that I'd say on a bigger scale, um, you know, something that a lot of people talk about is your early retirement. That's a big topic, especially in the personal finance blogging community these days. Okay. There's a big emphasis on what they call FIRE, which is an acronym for financial independence slash retire early. Okay. There's these people who will cut every single dollar possible out of their expenses and get super, super frugal and try to save you know 40 or 50 percent of their income because that way you know every month they work is essentially also a month of retirement getting closer and i thought well you know retirement sounds great and all but i i don't want to go golfing i don't like it sounds boring I, I, i'm a poor golfer <laughs> you know, the best part of golf for me is beer so yeah. um so you know, when i didn't want to retire you know, in the traditional sense early by not working i realized my definition of retire is really not have to go work for someone else and be able to work the way I want to work, which is where and when I want, as long as I deliver the product or service the client wants and they're happy and I'll get paid and and I can do it however I want. So that was really what I wanted was the ability to work at home or maybe in London or that that was actually the place I went two weeks after I quit my job. I went to London for a week to work, Uh, got an Airbnb. So you know, being able to just control my schedule and mm-hmm. my location um, was the big success that I wanted in my career, and and that's what I worked towards. And as I said, you know, that mm-hmm. that's the lifestyle I designed is uh, one that lets me work uh, where and when I want, as long as those clients are happy. You know, that's the the upside and downside to a lot of people freelancing is it is a real meritocracy. Oh yeah. You know, in corporate America, they might say it's a meritocracy. But we really know that politics is a huge thing. You know, who you're friends with in the office is a huge thing. I've seen, you know, the boss's buddies get promoted mm-hmm. a lot faster than people who did better work. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and they care more often about button chair time because yep. they can see that versus, you know, productivity. And if you're able to get something done twice as fast and you're on a salary, you know, hypothetically – you should be able to leave early, right? Because you got your job done. But that's mm-hmm. not how it works. They just want you to work more and longer and more and longer. That's the culture we live in. Mm-hmm. And in freelancing, it really is based on the product. If I deliver something and the client's happy, they don't care how long it took me to do it. They don't care where I did it. They don't care if I wrote it in Microsoft Word or Google Docs or Pages on the Mac. You know, They don't care as long as I give them that ultimate final product that they're paying for right so that that was what i really wanted was to be you know paid for the value i provide and then take all that extra time i want and do what i want with it which uh, is reinvesting into my business or my family well that, that's that's i love that uh because you know i think a lot of people out there a lot of people out there are missing this benefit when they're looking at starting their own business I think that they're trying to build their business to make either a lot of money very fast or they build their business without thinking of how they can 
reduce their role to have this freedom in the future. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I did when I first started out as well was I, I kind of um, painted myself into a corner. I was the knowledge base. So I had, I had to train every single person on every single thing because no one knew everything that I did. So I was, I, I had to work constantly all the time. And then it came to me one day years ago and I was like, you know what? Delegating is a really great tool and it's going to help me do, um, bigger things while still helping everybody else get the same sort of level of success with the clients and et cetera. So I think a lot of people get into, uh, it's a really important, it's a really important thing to aspect to really consider is how to have that freedom to create. And if you are passionate about your topic, you need that room to be creative. Even if you're doing something that other people would deem boring, there's creativity in the subject that you're passionate about. Oh yeah. I, I could, I could guess how many people out there listening to this think, Oh, writing bank reviews. That sounds like the most boring, horrible thing ever. Writing might sound like the most boring, horrible thing ever. And that's totally okay. You, you don't have to think what I do is exciting. Exactly. I think it's exciting. And you should find what you think is exciting. And I, I read, um, I think it was the hundred dollar startup by Chris Gillibo, who's, who's an excellent um, you know, personality. I would check out his stuff. I went to World Domination Summit, his big event. Okay. I could go on about Chris. He's awesome. But um, in the $100 startup, he said, really all you need to start a business is a product or service, a way to deliver it, and someone to buy it. Mm. So you, know, mm-hmm. you might have the best product or service idea you think in your head, but if no one out there wants to buy it, you really don't have a very good product or service. But you know, if you... You know, people get so worked up in all those little details, all the minutiae around starting a business. Throw all that out and get back to those core you know, three things. Right. You know, what do you have to sell and how are you going to sell it and deliver it and who's going to buy it? And if you can line those three things up, you only have success ahead. Oh, completely. And, and just to throw one more onto that list, don't say that your target market is anybody that have money because I'm going to kill you if you say that. <laughs> oh, my God. It drives me crazy. Only point. grocery stores are uh, – you know, like they could do – Amazon can say that. But most of us are not Amazon or Kroger or Walmart. We need to be a little more focused in who we're targeting. Exactly, right? Uh, but it's, it's, it's so funny um, how, how that is uh, – it's something that just permeates a lot of um, fresh businesses. Um, so, okay, what do you think is one thing that you've seen um, in other businesses that really hinder their success? Um, things that hinder success, probably a lack of focus on the yeah. customer is a big one. Ah, good point. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people you know think their business is about them, and you know, I, yeah, oh, of course yeah. my picture is really big on EricRosenberg.com, so, so I can't say that I haven't done that totally. But if you go to personalprofitability.com, my my blog and podcast website, it doesn't have my picture at the top. It has a message for the reader. You know, do you want to get profitable? It's essentially the first thing you see when you get there. So I make it about you, the customer, not me, the person delivering. Right. And you know, along the way, I I drop some little you know things about you know here's why you should listen to me. Here's what I've done that makes me a a worthy person for your time and, and effort and and maybe money at some point. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's about the customer experience. And um, you know, most people 
we're all kind of selfish. We all think about ourselves, right? We mm-hmm. all live our own experiences. We're not living in someone else's shoes. And when we go to a website, uh, as a someone who wants to learn something or, or maybe buy something, you, we're not. You know, we we want to make sure it's a trustworthy and uh, you know, someone good to buy from. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're not buying because of them. We're buying because of us. So mm-hmm. you got to meet those customer needs and focus on that customer experience and try to make that as flawless as possible. And it's so true. And I think that anybody who's not doing that's really missing the boat because you can. Um, a lot of a lot of companies that I work with, what they'll do is there's such a disconnect from their sales and delivery that uh, you know the sales are kind of because sometimes you can have a really fantastic salesperson, meaning to that company, a fantastic salesperson could be someone that's constantly selling and converting, but maybe they're not really selling what you're selling, what you actually have. So when you get into the delivery portion, there's such a disconnect from the customer that you lose them directly. It's kind of making sure that you're focused on the client through the entire process and you never lose sight of what they bring to your organization. For example, if I have somebody that, um, in in the past I've had employees that I've had to sit down and talk to them because they've made really costly mistakes or just, just, just careless mistakes on a, a very important client. And I said, you know, this client pays for our healthcare. He pays for the lights to be on. He pays for this, that, and the other. So you have to understand that we have. To, he's giving us something very vital, so we have to give them something very vital, exactly what they're paying for. And I think bringing the reality of the situation really helps people understand it. But I think keeping the focus on the client at all times, uh, I mean, that's what I always say sets us apart from um, or other organizations out there is that I'm not looking at bottom line stuff. I'm always looking at how the clients are feeling. Are they enjoying the work? Are they understanding the work? Are they are they excited about it? Because that's the payoff, right? Just doing and doing, just going through the work and like getting out and, and cashing the checks. There's something missing there, and I and I think like in, from my standpoint, I think success really has that. Uh, for me, I like having that feedback from the client and seeing them be delighted in the work that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, it's uh, I worked at a big telecom company yeah. and that we had a big banner, every employee in, in my building, we had four buildings on the campus. So yeah. it's a big company. Okay. <laughs> whenever we walked in our building, the first thing we saw was, um, it was a, uh, something about the customer experience. You know, so mm-hmm. every, it didn't matter what department you were in. I was in finance. I never worked with any customers directly. Um, but still, I knew that my job was that customer experience. So I, I think you're spot on. Mm. I, you know, um, I think we, we've taught, we've gone through a lot of different things and a lot of pieces I, uh, uh, that we can take from this conversation could be, could be dialed back to what kind of advice would you give to another business owner? But if there's one piece of, uh, of advice that you've learned through your own journey that you, that was there one, and it's not even maybe advice, maybe it's a revelation, a wake up call that you had that was like, ah, this is a, this is a, this is a turning point for me um, on your journey. Like, do you do you have do you have a, 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 an instance like that? Uh, I'd probably I'd probably go way back to the beginning. Yeah. To just start. Mm. You know, I I have one friend who uh, who is in mind who I won't mention him because it's not a flattering thing I'm about to say about him. Okay. <laughs> he uh, had a this idea. He he had a job that he was. 
kind of eh, he he was okay with it, but didn't love it, and he wanted to you know follow in my footsteps and start making some money online. So I spent some time with him, you know, happily with a friend to, to help him build his business. And he kept getting stuck on all these little details. He was like, well, do I want to do this or this? You know, what color do I want to use on this part of the website? What font do I want to use on this part of the website? But a lot of those details don't matter and they're not important. You just have to start. Yep. Get that first dollar. Whatever you can do to earn your first dollar as quickly as you can is a huge win because your first dollar I mean, yeah, it's nice to earn you know ten thousand or more a month. I, I do income reports if anyone's interested to see how much I earn at uh, <laughs> personalprofitability.com. Great. So, but you know, everyone wants to you know make that kind of money or, or six figures a month, whatever it is. But that first dollar is the hardest one to earn. Mm. And once you earn that dollar, every dollar after will get easier and easier and easier, and hopefully you'll be able to get more of them at once. But you just got to start. Otherwise, you're not really in business. Exactly. And you know what? And I completely agree with you again, because we'll do, um, I'll do business consulting with people and I will come in, uh, they'll come in and we'll sit down and I'll be like, okay, I've looked through your materials. Um, Can you tell me what your product is? And the answer is, well, I think we should start off with Facebook marketing first. It's like, (laughs) That's not like, so good. Your business card doesn't matter if you're not in business. Yeah, hello, <laughs> dude. Give me a break. I mean, come on. You're <laughs> killing me. Like, it, it's it, it's so funny. I've had consultations with people that say, like, oh, we want, a new lo- we want to do a new logo for our business. And then they bring in all of their branded collateral. And it'll be, like, glossy folders and all of these one sheets and all of the stuff. And um, I'll say, okay, excellent. Well, you know, and in passing, I'll be like, well, tell me more about your business so I can really understand it. And they're like, oh, no, we're going to launch. Um, we're going to launch in about a few months. We have a few more things to get together. I'm like, how much money have you spent in your rebranding? Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, your, your ROI on, you know, 90 ROI is that return on investment for, for those who don't have a finance background. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on, the, on that branding stuff, you know, it's very hard to measure and probably very low. I mean, it's important as you go along. As you go but along, yeah. in the beginning, it's you know, it's it's getting that first sale. Like as much as you know, as I want, as I hate it, I, I realize as entrepreneurs, we're all in sales, whether we like it or not. I know, I so you, know. You have to be selling. <laughs> always be selling, or you know, like they say, I guess salespeople say, ABC always be closing. Um, we're not necessarily closing as entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. but we are always selling, whether we're selling ourselves or Mm -hmm. our company or our product or our service. uh, That's what we're doing. If you, if you feel really uncomfortable with that, and maybe uh, entrepreneurship isn't the right thing for you, or maybe you need a a partner or something like that to make it all work. But Mm -hmm. it's, it's fun to look at our colors and our brands and our logos. And I do my own website designs and work. So I, I, spent many hours tinkering around with how it looks and things like that Mm -hmm. but i know at the end of the day that's probably not making me very much per hour i spend where i really make money is when i hit the keyboard and write those articles for my clients because they're the ones that pay so you know it's it's focusing on that is 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 so important exactly it's it's you you really want to know what your house is going to look like before you build it and i think that it's it's imperative for a lot of people that, you know, like you said, um, entrepreneurs are salespeople. And I think that a really important thing for entrepreneurs to understand as well is 
you need to be able to clearly communicate what you do to anyone who asks. And I, I feel that that's another thing that's a, that, that if people are looking at, like you said, the fonts. And they're looking at the spacing. And, oh, I need a business card. I can't be in business without a business card. What, what, what are we in, like, old Western times? Like, you can't – I mean, it's, like, ridiculous. You can talk to somebody. You can, you can create a Facebook page for free. Um, there's lots of things that you can do to start a startup. So, again, I, I'd like your advice, Eric. Just get off your ass and get started. Um, That's funny. I was uh, just, um, I, I think I mentioned earlier, I was just on this 24-hour whirlwind trip to the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, to Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah. Mm-hmm. To meet a, uh, a pretty a big name in personal finance that a lot of people w- would have known of. Okay. And it was funny. We were getting out of the car for this meeting. I was going with a small team, mm-hmm. and um, we were getting our presentation packets and all together. And I said, oh, and my business cards are sitting right where they should be on my desk in California. <laughs> and that in no way hampered our meeting at all. You know, no one cared about my business card. They cared about, about us and, and that experience and, and uh, what we could deliver, not the little piece of paper. So absolutely not to, to hammer that one home again. And again, if you just have a simple web page and you have an email address that reflects the domain of that e page, uh, that that web page, you're cool. Because guess what? I, I don't know if, how you do it, Eric, but I, I get business cards all the time. I just search my email for the contact details every single time. I'm not looking through my Rolodex of business cards from like 1990 to see who I'm going to uh, be contacting. I, I personally don't have yeah. the time, right? Um, okay, so how about this? Um, do you have any – is there like a book that you would recommend to people out there that are listening to the show that are looking to get more success in their in their own careers, um, branching out, becoming entrepreneurs? Uh, I have a couple of books that aren't um, traditionally thought of as entrepreneurship books that I oh, yeah. think were probably the Great. two books that most changed my life and put mm-hmm. me on this path to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And I bet you a handful of others would say the same. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is a fiction book, actually. It's called The Alchemist okay. by Paulo mm-hmm. Colo. And it is a book, I'd say, to simplify it, about following your dream. Um, so it, when you finish that book, you might have thoughts about your future that scare you, and that's okay. Uh, you should mm-hmm. maybe go along and follow those thoughts. Right. And uh, number two, another book by someone who I mentioned earlier, Chris Gillibo, The Art of Nonconformity. Um, which says you essentially you don't have to live the blueprint life that our culture lays out for you, which is, you know, go to high school, go to college, get a job, you know, work there 40 years, hopefully mm-hmm. get a retirement so you're not broke. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and that's your life. Right. And, uh, and the art of nonconformity, I mean, Chris has lived a, a spectacular life. He's gone to literally every single country in the world. <laughs> so he's, wow. uh, he's a, uh, he's a big inspiration. And that book um, gives examples and um, thoughts of how you can kind of build your own life the way you want to live, not the way others expect you to live. Excellent. Well, um, people out there listening, check those out on um, Amazon. You can download them for well, – I'm sure you can download them or buy them. Yep, uh, they're both on Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> Kindle or paperback or however you like to read. We, we still have paper books. They're, they're not gone yet. <laughs> just a random question. What do you prefer? Um, I actually, I've more and more Kindle. I, okay. I used to be a, a paper person and say, I want, I want to feel that turning the page in my yeah. hand, but uh, I actually got a Kindle years ago and there was a, a 
huge deal on Amazon. So mm-hmm. I got it for almost nothing. And uh, it was one of the old Kindles, um, but it was really thin and lightweight. Mm-hmm. And I realized I could put you know, a thousand books in my bag and take them with me on an airplane mm. and not lug around all that heavy paper. Right. So um, I, I do have you know a bunch of books around my office. I'm standing looking in I have two bookcases. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that I don't do paper anymore, but I, I definitely do a lot more digital these days than paper. Yeah. I'm just interested. Um, okay. So um, the uh, last question I have for you today is if you could change one thing, about your own business, Eric, uh, what would it be? I should get paid more when I'm sleeping. Oh, I like that. <laughs> actually, yeah, so, um, so there's actually something that I'm working on actively because, you know, if you want something, you should work for it, right? Of course. No one ever said I sat around hoping and then it figured out itself. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm working on, um, it actually kind of it's a, a fun story. I was talking to my wife's uncle who's a former Fortune 500 CEO. So he's had a very successful career. And early on, I said, what what would you say are your biggest keys to success? And he said, well, the first thing is you either have to be making something or selling something. And at that point, I was in corporate finance, so I was doing neither. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and it was actually true. As I moved on in my my own business, those, those were big keys to allowing me to leave my job. Once I left my job and I hit that $10,000 a month point consistently, I, I sat down with him at Thanksgiving again and I said, all right, Uncle Dave, you know, what's, uh, what's the next step? What, what do I do now? And he said, well, does it scale? So that's the part I'm working on now is the does it scale part because mm-hmm. it's, uh, as a freelancer, it's still more or less hours for dollars. It's something yeah, I have to do mm-hmm. that I can't really outsource you know, I, by contract. I have to do it myself and I'm happy to do it. But you know, I'm working on those next things at scale and that I could you know, deliver to a wider audience um, and create once rather than have to create each time to get paid. Exactly. That's, that's, a, really good, that's a really good tip, and I think that's a, that's a struggle for all of us because um, I'm, I'm doing many of the, those same things. It's so challenging um, to get that piece. But, again, like you said – you have to work for things that you want to do. Uh, just because you you hit success does not mean that everything just falls into your lap. No, you got to keep pushing to keep the success. And if you want more, you got to push harder. So uh, yeah, there's there's effort yeah, there involved was, in your dreams. How about that? <laughs> there was I, I was I spoke kind of a derivative of this quote that I love that was yeah. No one ever said I solved a problem by sitting around bitching about it. Yeah. That's the exact quote that I, I, and it's true. You know, it's, it's easy to complain. We all complain about a lot of things a lot, whether it's, you know, politics or, or something else in our lives. But um, there are places that complaining, uh, complaining is never as good as action. So oh my you got to just take action and make it happen. And, and that's what I'm working on uh, every day on my business. I love it. Well, Eric, it's been um, so great talking with you today. You've been a pleasure to interview um, now, uh, if everyone out there, if you want to learn more about Eric, you want to check him out on his personal website, which is ericrosenberg.com. And you can learn more about his business and how you can work with him and personalprofitability.com. Eric, is there anything else that's coming up that you wanted to tell anybody about or any services that you'd like to just, uh, mention if you, in passing? Sure. Yeah, actually I have a freebie for all of you listeners out there that I would love to give you. It's oh, a week long course called personal profitability bootcamp. 
It's at personalprofitability.com slash bootcamp. And it's free, no strings attached. You get an email once a day for a week with a link to a video about 10 to 15 minutes long. And each one is designed to help you get started on your own path to personal profitability, you know, fixing up your personal finances and getting started on your business. So wherever you are in your journey, I hope there's something valuable for you in there. And hey, it's free. So um, no strings attached. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just because it's uh, there, tax season may be looming for some of us whenever you're listening to this, um, you know what? Get control of your finances as soon as possible. I've taken a look at his ebook. It's awesome, folks. There's lots of applicable data um, that you can put right to work um, for yourself. So don't sleep on it. Go again and um, check that out. Again, where can they get that, Eric? Yes, personalprofitability.com slash bootcamp. All right, get boot camped, y'all. Um, Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I um, hope to speak with you in the future again. For um, yeah, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure, and, and I hope uh, I hope I was helpful. Oh no, you were great. No, absolutely. No, I, I love I love speaking with people with like you um, that have made their dreams come true and like and, and actually created their own future. Um, uh, like it, kind of like a create your own adventure book back when we were kids. And it's now it's like, we actually can do it for ourselves, but we can come up, we can control the outcome. Uh, so it's nice. But, but again, thank you, Eric. Now, if for any of you out there that are listening, you want to hear this, I want you to check out any of the podcast channels that are available to you. Um, you know, whatever you do, if you're using Stitcher, you're doing iTunes, you're using, um, whatever overcast go for it find us success to go podcast again if you want to learn more about our guest today um eric rosenberg can be found at ericrosenberg.com and personalprofitability.com you want to check out that freebie you want to do personalprofitability.com forward slash boot camp all right guys i'm gals i am christopher Tompkins, the host of the show and i'll speak to you next time on the success to go podcast folks i'll talk to you soon okay